Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast, where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Today is episode 21, Cameron. Uh, We're ready to drink and podcast. Buy beer now. Finally old enough. Buy beer legally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And today we are talking about the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, We didn't see this opening night, Santa. Uh, Any particular reason why you didn't get on the schedule? Because they didn't have good showings. Uh, times hmm. it was it was at like six it was like a six o'clock showing and a nine o'clock showing and then you know we couldn't do that that doesn't work for us yeah well cameron i think you saw it first i yeah i went and saw it friday because uh there was thunderstorms and uh couldn't work in the yard and i didn't want to work on friday afternoon after like a short week so mm-hmm. just decided to go see i never thought about seeing it at opening night just because i just didn't feel you know the excitement yeah. as it wasn't much like as a everything cultural else. touchstone like the Infinity War was. You know? And after the Infinity War, you, you know that they're probably not taking it any further. It's well, going right? to be kicked down because we know this takes place before round. Round. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't, and it wasn't going to it wasn't going to have any effect on Infinity. They did War. establish a timeline, um, but before we get into it, just uh, initial thoughts, Nicole. What do you think? Um, Met below, above. It kinda, Say something, please. <laughs> All right, quit talking over me. <laughs> um, I think it kind of met my expectations. It didn't really exceed them. Um, I came in there expecting a fun movie with lots of great humor. That that charming Paul Rudd smile. Um, he, so he's charming. a pretty handsome boy. Uh, some fun action scenes, and that's basically what I got. I was a little disappointed with the. I the the quantum realm science was kind of extra dumb this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and dumb was, as in just silly or didn't make sense. It's kind of didn't. It's make it's the it's like Marvel. They have that problem with explaining things, and then they just like chalk it up to oh, it's vibranium or it's pin particles yeah. or okay. it's, now it's quantum realm. You know, yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. quantum blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and they and in in this one they even make the joke about it. It's like, so we just put quantum in front of everything, and then it's okay. Yeah, you guys just use quantum with every. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cameron, what about you? Met below above? Um, it was slightly below, I would say. Really? Um, Interesting. You must have gone a bit higher high than, than well, than I didn't thought. have yeah. high high expectations, but like I had low expectations for the first one that were slightly exceeded. And then I had basically the same not super high expectations for right. this one, and it they weren't quite met for some of the reasons Nicole said with like the techno babble, just yeah. like blah blah blah, you know, quantum right. realm, blah blah, and everybody's talking like this is all like common knowledge and not like they're pulling it out of their ass, and it just seemed a little campy to me. Yeah. So and they're like in general, it was a little bit cheap, little high, heavy on the cheese. Yeah. I agree with Nicole that it just met the expectations. Yeah. We didn't even plan to go see it. We were going to go see American Animals, and it was sold yeah. out. And we're just like, well, we got to go see something. Let's go watch Eight Man and the Wasp. Inertia took you to the. We're going to podcast about it someday. We might as well go, you know, see it. Um, Tyler had never even seen Ant Man one. Seems and unnecessary. I had seen it, but it was all. It's kind of like for me with Doctor Strange. I like. I was only like, somewhat committed to watching it. Yeah. Uh, if I had to do a podcast for it, I would pay a whole lot more attention, and I just sort of kind of just didn't really care. But I told her, I said, "You don't need to have seen the first one. You, you saw uh, 
Civil War. Um, just know that Ant-Man can get small, he can get big. Uh, he has a suit that was made by Michael Douglas, and Kate from Lost is is there too, and she's Michael Douglas' daughter. And that's all you really need to yeah. know. Honestly, I think Civil War would have been the one to see instead of Ant Man. I yeah, this agree. That added a lot way more, more to the story. To, yeah. So they didn't overly explain it, Santa. But can you explain what was the predicament that Scott was in, and why did the Civil War stuff matter based off of his current I, I, status? I think this made it easier for him to be just like okay, he, you're under house arrest instead of like in in the prison, or whatever. Because like for some reason. Uh, at the end of Civil War, we see that there's a scene where Captain America busts out Falcon and and uh, the other people that were captured. Right. I guess I guess Scott wasn't captured. I mean, he was captured, but he wasn't put into that prison. They were they according to Ant Man and the Wasp, he brokered her deal and you know be under house arrest and probation. So, right. Uh, so he can have his own you know movie. And, and what they they made a whole big deal about like the suit, and I don't remember. The, like well, it's, it's he kind of, lost the suit. Well, no, it was or, kind of weird to say. I know like, he didn't lose the well, suit. Well, it was kind but, of weird to say that you know wouldn't the shield or the FBI take the suit? You know what? How, yeah, totally. How, yeah, how did unless unless he took it off and shrank it and then hid it somewhere? You but know, then like in his prison wallet or something. Wouldn't that be part of the, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be part of the deal of your probation? Like, all right, you can go on house arrest and probation, and still be able to see your kid. If you do all this and you give us the forbidden tech, instead yeah, of just saying, "Well, don't be around it," yeah, well, make sure you don't talk to Pim anymore. Well, there's a lot of like in, in, in especially in this movie, it's just like <clears throat> like the FBI has certain rules for Scott, but they don't they don't like try as hard as they can to enforce it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the the constant times where Scott's got to quickly get back to his house, and it's like, why isn't there an FBI agent already at his house? It's kind of, there's a very, like, Keystone's Cops element of the FBI in this movie, you know? Well, so, in the movie, the big motivating factor, I think, of everything that is happening, I guess, is that uh, Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas's character are trying to bring back, you know, the mom, mm-hmm. who Michelle is played Pfeiffer. by Michelle Pfeiffer from the Quantum Realm, who... Who was there after she went to the quantum rail while she and Michael Douglas, you know, were trying to stop a, a nuclear missile from landing. And they basically more or less they basically used the same scene from the first movie. Too, right. So it was like like they explained it again mm-hmm. for in case people didn't see it the first time. And was Michelle Pfeiffer in no, the No, no, they no, didn't even they show didn't really, her. They didn't show her. It was no, like no. she's got the helmet yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and I totally forgot, although Maybe it, it matters. Maybe it doesn't. I guess in the first one, Scott went to the quantum realm yeah, and still yeah, came back. Yeah, at the end. How did he come back though? He had uh, better tech at the time. Okay, yeah, the better yeah, suit. Yeah, he could get bigger again. Okay, that that's what she didn't have because like she went in a quantum realm in the sixties, and then mm-hmm. you know here we are in the. Well, why can't he just get bigger at the end of? Find out whenever the end that, we'll find out when that happens. I don't know. So while Hank and the Wasp are trying to figure out how to bring back their mom slash wife from the quantum realm, uh, 
apparently a new word or new term, quantum entanglement, uh, has emerged, Cameron, and uh, the Wasp mom can somehow talk to Scott yeah. because he, he has been in the quantum realm. Yeah, hocus pocus, techno babble, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's telepathically communicating with them. Science basically. magic. Yeah. Vibranium slash... Yeah. I really Michael Douglas science stuff Infinity for stone, to be able yeah. to communicate with him telepathically. I really loved seeing Paul Rudd act like the mom, though. That was a funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Paul Rudd really ultimately carries this movie because yeah. Evangeline well, Lilly is not a very I just. Hate, she's so unlikable. They have no chemistry together whatsoever. He, he carries the movie, but I don't think he was like the best character in the movie. They were, I think the, uh, I, th- I thought the, the FBI, crew I thought crew. the FBI agent was the best character in the movie. Oh, the, the secondary <laughs> characters uh, brought in the most humor. Yeah. I, you know, uh, the, the ex-con guys that, you know, his buddies that run the security yeah. thing. And, um, I forget the, the character's name, but he was in Justified. He's, he's the bad guy with the Southern charm. Oh, yeah. Sun, Sonny Birch. Sonny so Birch. I forget what his name, actual name is. But we'll yeah. look him up because... Craig Mangum look alike. He does look like Craig Mangum. Um, they, they offered the better... I like that know. guy, yeah. He, yeah. he was an there, there are a lot of good characters. I mean, a lot of good characters. The movie was funny, but it just... Uh, the story bad. was just kind of... It's a bad you know. story, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Let, let's talk about the story, Santa. Who, who is the villain? I guess the villain would be Ghost, but that's... And explain to me who Ghost is. Ghost Wal- Walton is Goggins was the character's name. Walter Goggins. Uh, yeah. uh, Walter Goggins. I haven't read it up on the character Ghost. I know it's, this character does exist in the comics. It's a it's a male in the comics, and then they made her female in the movie. And, uh, and her dad worked with Hank Pym, got fired. Played by Lawrence Fishburne. No, that was a different person. Okay. That was her guardian after Guard, yeah, her dad after died. Her dad oh. died. Her dad okay, dies. sorry. Yeah. You're, dad right, you're right, you're right, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they were, see, that was confusing. They were like Argentinian, bit. I think, or something. His, her dad's name was Elias, and they right. were in some, Venezuela, one of those South, South American countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she gets involved in one of his experiments, a big explosion, and then she now becomes basically like a ghost because she's, she's visible she's face yeah, but, but she but she's she has no physical like uh, you can kind of put your hand through her yeah. type of thing she's like not really in his face which is and then they and then they make her like a shield assassin which is kind of like you know she's like, kind of like a bucky like random backstory that is winter kinda, soldier like people aren't you know like it's because really no one, care about nobody but, questions yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah so. but i mean she was kind of a little bit of a sympathetic character because she kept saying, like, I'm constantly in pain. I'm just yeah. trying to get out of the Which pain that I'm in. It's like, it's like I, see, you want to sympathize with her, but then at the end, you're like, if she had just, like, gotten help from Hank Pym instead of trying to steal his wife's sure. power. What does that power. even mean? <laughs> yeah, like, so what, harvest her energy or yeah, whatever? So, yeah. yeah. How is that any different from the magic fingers? No, that's, that's she didn't know the magic fingers were going to yeah, be possible. Yeah, well, why? Not? Tyler said the same thing. Like, why didn't she just come to the smart scientist people and say, "Help me," rather yeah. than whatever it was that yeah. she was trying to figure out by herself? It was like she went to Shield and they said, "Okay, we'll help you, but you got to kill all these people first. Right? And then they then they never helped her, and so she was like, "I'm never trusting anybody ever again, mm-hmm. except for this one guy." Who used to work for Shield but got fired by them? So. Right. If anything, Lawrence Fishburne should have been like the like evil to, evil oh, guy. 
So, yeah, well, like, to make the movie, like, a movie, yeah, he should have been, the like, the, 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 the bad guy. But, but instead but, they just made yeah. jerks between him and Michael Douglas. Pretty much. It seems like Lawrence Fishburne was like, yeah, I'll be in this movie, but I don't want to be a bad guy. Like, I'm not going to be a corrupting influence. I have to do the right thing, because, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe not, I don't know. I mean, one explanation it, it, for why his character didn't. He is a he is a, a Bill Foster is a character in the comics and he becomes Goliath. So he did work with him, Hank Pym. So okay, yeah. and that's hence yeah. why they made all the jokes yeah. about yeah. how yeah. big they got. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which that was he relatively was, funny. He was known as Black Goliath in the seventies. Uh, mm-hmm. Back during the black exploitation. Yeah, he, he had a, a four issue run. It didn't. It didn't mm-hmm. last. Mm. So, here's another reason why I struggle with Ant-Man. He's perfectly fine. There's, Ant-Man's a great character to have. I mean, you need a guy that gets small or big, I guess, when you're doing a Marvel superheroes. But, Nicole, have you ever seen the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Or Honey, I Beloved the Baby? I have seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I feel like it's just waiting for gags like that to happen. Yeah. And it's kind of gimmicky. There was even a heavy, like, ant theme in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and, like, they use ants a lot in Ant-Man, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, they, they threw in the, the ants like they're, like, the termites from Men in Black, where they're just hanging out and playing drums and doing everything else like that. I like the ants. <laughs> you okay with the ants? The okay. ants made me laugh. Did they explain in the first movie how they... It's like, yeah, they have all these quantum powers to shrink and grow. Also... Ant pheromones or something. I mean, like it just seems like they can a, they can they know how to communicate with their. They kind of explained it in the first movie. Yeah, they, they, they is that how like he could just when he shrinks just all of a sudden summon an ant chariot yeah, yeah. horse yeah. or whatever? They've got like some kind of tech or something. I don't know. Yeah, game. I know they explained in the first one, but yeah. in the second one, if you don't remember that explanation, it's like how the hell are they doing? It's like just <laughs> can summon ants yeah. at will. Yeah. I love the ant puns too. Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss that one. That's yeah, Paul Rudd's names for his ant chariots are all celebrity puns. Yeah. Ah, okay. With the, there was like another Ulysses one. Ulysses S. Grant. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one was forced. Yes. <laughs> I like that one. So, that again, be- it's those kind of punny jokes that just... The flying fez. It's, it's the lighter side of Marvel. It's, yeah, it's uh, not supposed to be like... The palate cleanser. I said. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I said this is this is Marvel's PG thirteen version of Deadpool. Deadpool, maybe yeah. like a Deadpool little bit. Was rated R, and this is like this the, is like the family like, friendly. Like, yeah, the, yeah, like slap. Yeah, I think it's actually PG, 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 PG because I rewatched Deadpool last <laughs> night. No, and my God, that no, was. There's not really any blood in this. I yeah, know. you know, PG thirteen. You know, it's like I don't know if anybody even dies. Like, I mean, not that that has to happen, but yeah, it's very. I mean, Paul Rudd probably, I don't know how old his kids are, but they may be the same age as his daughter in the movie. Maybe he just wants to take his kids to the to the Marvel movies. And he is a really likable character and yeah. actor, Paul Rudd, I think he is. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that has going for them. I actually think that Michael Douglas didn't really do that bad of a job. Michael Douglas was actually better in this one than it was the It was the original one. Yeah. I... Yeah, he, he had more screen time. Yeah, and he played more. a little bit more, a, a teeny bit more of a finish. Like, he was kind of almost Mr. Know-it-all in the first one. 
And this he's, one, he's sort of kind of like the mad scientist. I still person. felt like he was a little bit too, like... He's making jokes and Infallible. Stuff. In this one, even, you know, just like... It's kind of like a, one of those, like, uh, like was it Red, I think? You know, the, the old spies who are... Yeah, Bruce Willis and yeah. Morgan Freeman. And it's kind of like, you know, it's a lighthearted movie. So, yeah, there are uh, adversities that they have to overcome, but there's really never a concern that they're going to do it because they're so, like, cool and experienced and know what they're doing. And, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seemed a little low stakes. I don't... So were those... Those weren't Hot Wheels cars that they kept making bigger, right? Because Hot Wheels cars don't have engines. Engines, yeah. So did they steal well, real, a bunch of real tires? They just stole a bunch of cars. I think, yeah. yeah. And it just happens to be in a Hot Wheels rally pack. And yeah. but what about like the the lab? How did it have electricity or plumbing? Did it have electricity when it was shrank? Were oh, there ever? Well, yeah, I mean, because they, they came in the first time and it's like lights are flickering and they've got they, they've uh, got so plumbing is harder to answer, and, but they could have generators for the electricity that also yes. shrink. You know. Yeah, because they're constantly moving the house. The, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there, it's so. it's like a rolling luggage. Bag. Of all the things that this movie, right, of all the questions <laughs> and problems, you're like, where's the plumbing for well, the little string of lab? These are legitimate <laughs> questions. So at the end, whenever he's on the beach with with his wife, and then they, oh, I brought the house, and then they yeah. they they plop it down. Like, well, where's the plumbing? Bring your own bathroom. Yeah. Well, that's why they have the ocean. That's yeah. why I made it to the ocean. <laughs> yeah. No, it's palm solved. Horribly pollute. Uh, so a- another problem, if we want to start being really nitpicky, is why does Michelle Pfeiffer look that good mm-hmm. after being in the quantum realm for twenty yeah, plus be years? Insane. She she like she's alone in some sort of like, she wouldn't have makeup. Bending. I mean, we're not getting makeup in the quantum. She realm. wouldn't have makeup. She How did she eat? She would have looked. Right. She would have looked like Robin Williams from Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. she was, uh, and her hair was no a little more banana peels for me. But yeah. Well, yeah, I would have believed it more if, like, had time stood still. Yes, in that would have made complete sense. Even if her consciousness uh, had been aware, if physically mm-hmm. she hadn't aged, and be like, okay, all Kinda the like, uh, process stopped. She didn't need to eat. Not Inception, but that other movie with Matthew McConaughey, where they go through all these black holes. Oh, uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that would have made sense. That like, would have. That would have been better, but... And she says time, you know, doesn't play by the same rules down there, which also makes sense, except she aged exactly the number of years that she would have aged in the... 30 years. Yeah. It didn't make any damn sense. Mm -hmm. It's like they they didn't trust the audience to understand that, like, if Michael Douglas' wife was 30 years younger than him, it could still be his wife, because... But I think that's fair, because this is... This yeah, is supposed like, to target a, a yeah, wide audience right. from, you know, 8-year-olds to 40-year-olds. So yeah. They could just, like, you know, science, blah, blah, blah. The quantum realm sustained her with its energy. and just For the next, uh, for Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel, they're, they're, they've already said that they're going to uh, de-age uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson 25 years. Well, that'll be, wow. they did a pretty good job of de-aging Michael Douglas, I thought. I mean, they did a lot of shadows and light. And Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty good, too, right? The Kurt Russell. It's crazy how yeah, Kurt Russell, that has yeah. evolved over time. Because I remember uh, in X-Men Origins Wolverine, apparently the de-aging of uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart yeah. That special effects cost more than all the other special effects in the movie. Like, it was crazy expensive at the time. And, you know, I, mean, I don't know how many years ago that was now. Probably ten, almost ten years, right? Five or something. Seven or eight years. But it's clearly cheaper than hell now if they're going to do a whole movie of Samuel L. Jackson de-aged. 
He may not be in it that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah but still. It's interesting. So, it was called The Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is that just lazy tiling? Because, I mean... I think they just... For- you know, why not just call it Ant Man Two? Why do you? I mean, the Wasp was in the first to one too, right? They wanted to acknowledge she wasn't her. in the first one. She, her, her, she was, but her, she the didn't Wasp have a wasn't. Suit. Uh, the suit wasn't. Yeah. So what does the suit have, Santa, that the Ant Man doesn't have besides wings? Which who gives a shit? Because they both can still fly. Can fire yeah, shit. Yeah. Fire she weapons. can shrink yeah. and as a gun. Which actually, that's a pretty impressive weapon to have to be yeah. able to turn stuff. Big and small. Well, no, but she also has, has just like a gun gun. Yeah, she's got like some like kind of she has like some sort of projectile arrested or... weapon yeah. that she can yeah. fire on. The, that's her mm. stinger. Yeah, she's the wasp. Ooh. <laughs> she okay. was just so. Like, I'm sure that like a like, disc or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it does, but she, she was so hard to sympathize with at all. It was just a very flat character, you know. For somebody that was really desperate to get their mom back, she just. Everything was very pretty, scientific yeah. in their whole approach about yeah, it. Pretty all. not a big deal. Yeah. She, she was basically Kate from Lost. Well, and it's Nobody also just like Kate she's from Lost. she's ostensibly upset with him for getting the suit destroyed. They believe at the beginning of the movie, destroying the suit and you know breaking their treaty and exposing them mm-hmm. to government. You know, she basically him going to Germany exposed them, and now they're on the run. And he fucked him over, basically. So she's, like, ostensibly mad about that, but then actually, like, she's not, because she's flirting with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, just, it's kind of a all-over-the-place, thin character, you know? The action was good, though. I yeah. I think even though they sometimes delved into the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids territory, yeah, the, the idea scene. of the shrinking and shrinking and using it as a weapon and, mm-hmm. and adding a little humor to it really sold the entertainment factor of it all. Yeah, yeah they, they only did it once, like early, like for the, the in, introdu- introducing the wasp, like as a small. fighter. Yeah, yeah like, with uh, the the goggins. The, like the that was the only time they really did any like uh, her being small in large objects. Because like in the first movie, you like they they did it a bunch of times where him him being small and like running through the, that model town and stuff, and even the climactic <laughs> fight, they they got small. And they're like throwing trains yeah, at each yeah, other, yeah. and they shows the regular size, and they're like teeny little model trains. Like. Yeah, uh, I thought they did some interesting things, given the fact they were in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very clever to you know shrink going down Lombard Street, the the quickest yeah. street in the in in the country, and that you know being small helps on that. I wish. They could have built on that a little bit more with like the Golden Gate Bridge and a couple others. And I guess they kind of did a little bit with the Fisherman's Wharf when they were swimming out to Alcatraz and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but, I mean, overall, the action, I thought, really was pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the movie is one of those things where it's got the barest level of plot just because what we're really here for is these action sequences to, like, you know, mm-hmm. throw a bunch of creative ideas that play on the whole changing in size thing and showing it all in daylight so just yeah like oh you know we don't need this dark skies to, right. to hide things you know, i didn't like, like that his suit was malfunctioning through a lot of it like why like it's just yeah like, silly. It, it's, they, and they've they've done that before we would have in had other that, that scene in where he's tying like like a little person running through the school and yeah that was just that made me feel I guess really that was awkward funny, but if, if maybe if they had only had it malfunction that one time time, but this yeah. whole like oh the suit doesn't work anytime mm-hmm. we need it to like you know play up the suspense a little bit is just real 
the weak writing, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah, like, figure out a different way to have suspense, you know? Yeah, I feel like even, like, they did that a little bit with, like, Iron Man suit and a bunch of other people. It's just like, well, I have all this neat craft, but it just seems yeah. to be malfunctioning by chance in the, the second sequel. It's the equivalent... The first sequel. Right, yeah, it's the equivalent of, you know, the cell phone losing coverage at just the wrong moment. It's just, like, a lazy yeah. thing to have happen in your movie. Yeah. But it's also common. It's like, like you said, in, in the sequel, the suit always malfunctions. Like, okay, what happens when he doesn't have all the gadgetry and has to rely on his instincts? Right. And I well, but it's also a little bit of a shot at Michael Douglas's character, Hank Pym, because it's just like, why would he make an inferior suit? Yeah. Why can't he just fucking fix this have shit? Have it be right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he's old. He's senile. <laughs> yeah, he's too focused on... You know, getting his wife out of the quantum zone. But again, see, those are all things that if they had maybe said that, that would make a little right, bit more sense. Yeah. So, to, to recap, I think Evangelina... No, not Evangel, Evangeline. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. It's just a weak character, hard to sympathize with. Didn't really care about the motivation of getting their mom out of the quantum realm. And no real solid evil character. Just made it just an okay movie. Also, I've heard the whole, like, Paul Rudd relationship thing there. It just seemed, like, so canned. Oh, they, like, well, as Nicole said, yeah. right? There there was no chemistry between the two of them, I don't right. think. Right, yeah. At no they, point. They just didn't need, like, she spent the whole movie, like, low-grade, like, peeved at him to the point where she can barely look at him at some points, and then all of a sudden at the end, like... If oh, you, it's fine. If you Let's would, kiss. You know, I'm actually not mad that you broke the law and fucked over me and my dad. I'm just mad that you broke the law without me, and we yeah. would have never gotten caught. You know, like it's, I don't, no. I don't know. It seems like I just, I wish they hadn't even included that, or they just made it like shown them growing yeah. apart what if from she could each actually, other. Yeah, what if she could actually be upset with him because he did something that screwed over her family? You know. So Santa, too early to tell, but did they need to do this movie? With the exception of of the ending credits, which we'll get to in a second. I, I, I don't know if they did. Uh, it just they needed they needed something, I guess, to fill this this time time this this date. Uh, they had to do something with that uh, man because they had a two or three movie contract well, with Paul Rudd. Did they? I, I don't know. Uh, it was like I mean they could have done another Doctor Strange, but I guess that wouldn't have worked because he was He's so prominent. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was so prominent in Infinity War. Uh, and did they ever like explain in the Infinity War like that's why Ant-Man wasn't there because they said he, he was, was under they, yeah, house arrest. They, they, they said he was that. under house arrest, which is like kind of throws the timeline off a little bit. So. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So unless not really, because he was under house arrest for like two years, so all of Infinity War happened while he was under house arrest, basically, or almost no. all. Oh well, oh, it would have happened. After kind of in the at the very end of the movie. right at the very end of him being under house arrest because mm -hmm. because the the snap happens I mean that's yeah yeah it seemed like the snap didn't happen that much long after he got out of house arrest but do arrest. we know yeah I mean it happened like the the day after almost right? well I guess the question is is how long did it take Thanos to to put together yeah, how all long the, how much time does Infinity War take place yeah, over yeah. They keep it vague. They still had to build the little mini quantum tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, which Don't would take some time. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is... Yeah. <laughs> this what else is kind of the do? whole point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, look, 
If if we didn't, then they might as well just be a DC comic movie. Yeah, right. Well, it, it's just like it's just like Spider Man Homecoming. They're like this takes uh, the uh, the events of Avengers, you know, happen, and then eight years later, you know, Spider Man Homecoming happens. But that's not right because of we see other things happen in in other movies, mm-hmm. and so you know, it's like they they're trying to guess what year it actually should be, and it's like. It's kind so, of like how you're never quite sure which Springfield The Simpsons is yeah, located yeah, in. Yeah. It's kind they're, of a dog. They're in all of them. Yeah. Well, they also spent so much time talking about what happened in Germany, but, yeah. which was, you know, Captain America 3 Civil War. And that was just on TV like two days ago. And I don't usually like go back and watch all those things, but I was like, I'll turn it on. That was, a, I can't remember where it made it into our bracket, but that was a pretty impressive film. I think it went pretty far. Yeah, and as Nicole said, like, I think that was a much more important movie to see Ant-Man yeah, and sure. than, than anything else. Mm-hmm. I would argue you wouldn't even necessarily need to go see Spider-Man Homecoming. All you really need to know about Spider-Man was probably in uh, America, Captain America 3 Civil War yeah. and then pick up right where that mm-hmm. got left off with Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, let's talk about... Okay, so unless uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, or whatever her name was... Janet. Janet. Janet Pym ends up becoming a huge linchpin character in the next Affinity War. I'm not really sure what purpose this movie had, other than to explain what may or may not have happened. Well, what happened to... Hank and the Wasp versus what happened to Scott. Well, the if, if, if we, the speculation is that everybody's in the soul, the soul gym, and then you have here Ant Man and stuck in the quantum realm. Somehow they're gonna meet up or connect, and then well, Ant Man's gonna be. He was able the, to escape the quantum realm last time. Yeah. Why can't he just get bigger this time? Maybe he doesn't have the same hardware on that suit. Yeah. He's got the malfunctioning suit. Because he thought the thing was going to... They thought they were going to be able to pull him out with, uh, on well, their hand. They, they, she does have that line where she's like, if you don't get caught in a time whatever, because we're, we're not going to be able to pull you out of it. Mm. So there's... I mean, if he ends up like getting stuck in it, and then he, he comes out of it and it's either like way past or in or like in the future or something like that i don't know that would be kind of really, comic booky right <laughs> but, i really want to see him go to the soul stone and just like annoy the piss out of gamora because i think they'd be a fun matchup mm-hmm. was it was it enough you think cameron and how they alluded to in the final or second final scene oh, of yeah. them being if you saw this movie and haven't seen infinity war like I you question, would be a little bit lost. Yeah, I mean, you would not know what that meant. Yeah, which like, is the, the end credits. Especially yeah. after the hype that Infinity... Like, why would you be seeing this movie if you weren't the kind of person that would have seen Infinity yeah, War Yeah, you're, you're a really ago. huge Ant-Man fan, yeah, but you really don't care die about hard the Infinity Ant-Man War. Fan. Not sold on the rest of the MCU. You know? Yeah. I just love Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah. Paul, just, I see every Paul Rudd movie. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. Started with Clueless, and I just keep on doing it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, but I, I will say that it did serve a purpose because we had no idea, I guess, if you really thought about it, though I never really did, is, boy, I wonder if, you know, Ant-Man made it through the Thanos rapture or not. And apparently, Seems like he's isolated from it. Yeah, but I guess the Wasp and Harry Pym and the Hank Pym yeah. and his wife Janet 
Damn it. No. Didn't, didn't, make, didn't make it. So. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of thing where in order to get out of his predicament, he maybe goes into the past and runs into Captain Marvel at whatever time her story set, and it kind of like gives her a glimpse of some things to come. And if they had established the whole time thing with the quantum realm, which they clearly didn't. They'll science that up. I don't yeah, know. They'll, 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 <laughs> they'll do vibrating something. it up. Yeah, yeah, they'll do something. They'll, yeah, the quantum... I feel like there's going to be some sort of thing where the quantum realm and whatever realm uh, Doctor Strange was in when he fought the bad guy at the end. Yeah. I've come to bargain. Yeah, I feel like the... Uh, that's going to somehow line up as being related or connected or, you know, magic and science are two sides of the same coin. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I gotta say, the one thing I really wanted out of this movie, I didn't get. What's I that? really wanted friggin' Hawkeye cameo. Ah. It would have been perfect. It would have tied in. How Hawkeye. would they have tied Hawkeye in? I don't know. They could have done an end credit scene too with him. They could have had him be in San Francisco, also on Housewives. They could have shown the FBI guy saying, "Hey, I just came from Hawkeye's real name." place yeah. or whatever. What, what was the miss... Was, was Hawkeye the only other... What, yeah, he wasn't in Infinity War. He was in Infinity yeah, War. Okay, he so then that, yeah. It would have made sense just for that. I could have said, like, yeah, I just sent somebody to check over on Hawkeye. I'm, I'm the, headed over to I, I agree. They show him in... Uh, they show his family in uh, Age of Ultron, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Age of Ultron's kind of where um, I think they established that he is... You know, on his way out. Getting out, out yeah. while he yeah. while the getting out's good, and yeah. he doesn't want to die. He mm-hmm. wants to be with his family and you know yeah. live a normal life. You know. So yeah, Hawkeye cameo could have worked, or like mm-hmm. just have him around or something, because he wasn't in the uh, that prison. He could it, shoot the pigeons that are eating the ants <laughs> in that one chase scene. It just would have been like just a nice little fun Easter egg cameo that would have made me feel better about or they could have just thrown in not at the end but somewhere in the middle uh, Samuel Jackson's character yeah just just for showing up yeah just some establishing you know maybe you know the FBI agent's about to catch uh, about to catch uh, you know Scott Scott uh, catch him not being in the house under house arrest and uh, Samuel Jackson shows up for just like a minute to stall him and mm-hmm. let him get back in the house, something like that. Well, they didn't want to. They didn't want to use up one of the uh, one of the movies on their contract. Uh, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, you got to think about it from a business standpoint. Yeah. So the end end scene had one of the ants on Scott's drums and the whole. Yeah, there's like the, no the Ant Man and the Lost yeah. will return question mark. Yeah, we already yeah. saw that. Do do you really care if they return Santa? I mean, I, I care if they're returning Infinity War two or yeah. whatever uh, the the rumored Avengers Endgame. Right. So, uh, but if I wouldn't do, mind seeing more Paul Rudd. I don't care if the Wasp comes. If they do a third I, movie, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm on Cameron's. Just kit. give Paul Nicole, Rudd some more Paul wings. Rudd. More Paul Rudd. That's all. That's what the people want. Uh, 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 I can't see where a third movie would be unless until after the next, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers. That question mark was probably completely sincere. Yeah, on their <laughs> they, yeah, they, they don't, don't know. know. Yeah, they don't. Well, know. and I, I, if you people want it, we'll make it. I need to see <laughs> Ant Man with another Marvel hero and not the Wasp. 
Yeah, they should they should do more of like not a sing- they've done enough of these single person movies yeah. they can move past that into like a a buddy comedy. Yeah, like just Thor's hard two. to do by itself. Yeah. Incredible Hulk's near impossible. Put them together. Put them together, it yeah. works out awesomely. So, you know, put Ant-Man, I don't know, with Ant-Man and Falcon Spider-Man, or the something. insect duo. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, not, not That's not such a bad name. idea. Invertebrate duo. You need like a straight man to go against. Uh, yeah, I mean that's not a good combo. I'm just, I just, they just are both bugs. <laughs> well, I mean, you could put Paul Rudd into a situation where he's happened to be a little bit more of a, a you know, Maybe. father figure, which he does yeah. well with his daughter. What if they did like a Paul Rudd, uh, Black Panther combo, and it can be like a white man can't jump type thing. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go that far. An actual buddy cop, you know, yeah, black yeah, cop, yeah. white cop, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like lethal weapon. Lethal weapon, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I still think uh, I still think he should hang out. I think he'd be perfect with Gamora. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. She would not put up with his shit. Mm. I mean, it would be cool. This is this is getting real out there. This is like something they do in like a limited release comic book because the stakes are a lot lower. It would be crazy if the next just one-off movie they did was like a movie completely with, assuming they build this up in, in the Infinity War Part 2, uh, Paul Rudd and Gamora in the Soul Stone. It completely takes place inside the Soul Gem. They never get out. It's just Tales from the Soul Gem. Or I don't know. Who knows? I would that listen. would be a real, real, real one-off. They'd have to really the write the shit out of that movie. You, you just... That would be like a ninety-minute Netflix special. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah, it's like the. It, it might be just a webisode it'll series. Be, it'll be on the Disney uh, streaming service. Yes. No. Do they have one of those now? It's starting. It's yeah. probably going to start up next year, late next year. And they're going to pull all their content from Netflix. Yeah, every day. Right? Yeah, or, or it, they're just going to have everything that they have, and that, and then maybe whatever, cause whatever Fox stuff too. Just the, the they're not going to have anything. Are rated on this on this on this thing, so no Deadpool or anything or Alien or anything like that. Or but the whole Rider. MCU is going to be on there. Yeah, the whole MCU. Is so they're going to leave all their R-rated stuff on yeah. Netflix, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Netflix and Hulu and stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Wow. Which they don't have. I mean, Disney doesn't have that much R-rated stuff. No, it's, it's just basically the Fox catalog. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's when you. It's like all the Star Wars movies and all the Marvel movies. That's. It's a pretty powerful incentive for a lot of people to buy their streaming service. And then the Indiana Jones stuff. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then, well, and this is the part where if you're, you know, pro-media companies forming, it's more ideal, right? Because otherwise you're going to be having to subscribe to, like, 20 different streaming networks to see everything that you want to. But if, you know, all those huge media companies are just owned by this one one, yeah. one big conglomerate of... of, of media then you, you get more bang for your buck but did you I mean it's still I feel like it's still bad for the consumer because right now we get all that if we pay for Netflix once Disney has their own thing then you're paying for Netflix and Disney yeah but well, Netflix doesn't have that much Disney stuff on there right now though they don't have a lot but I mean they have all the Marvel stuff and that, well they don't have they just have the Marvel shows the like the as far as the Marvel movies that they 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 get them for a time. Well, they, they, it, yeah, and, yeah. and if Disney decided to, and I think they probably end up will, they probably won't have all the Disney movies on the demand, but they'll do like what Netflix does. Because part of the reason why Netflix constantly switches out stuff on a rotational basis is 
Not not because they don't have enough space to stream no. it all. It's just to contracts. Yeah. Well, and also to just make it more. You know, it's Artificial if it's always there. It's it's like buying the DVD camera. Right. I, I buy the DVD of the movie and I never watch the movie unless it's mm-hmm. on, it's on TV. TV yeah. And if it's on TV, I watch it. You know why? Because why not watch it? I can watch it anytime. Well, because because you can watch it anytime. Yeah, I can watch it anytime. So if you do like okay for this three months. We're going to, you know, have available uh, Bambi and Snow White and Seven Dwarves and Dwarves, 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 uh, and and Cinderella. Yeah, and it's only going to be those three months, and then after that, we'll swap it out for Peter Pan. They're Mr. also Toad planning. And they're, they're planning new original stuff too, or oh, not I'm new sure. original, or, or just rebooting things. Yeah. They, they're I mean, planning they'll, like they'll a, finally bring back uh, a Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot. Yeah, so, like a first series. You know, they, mm-hmm. basically just like everything that they would do for their their Disney Channel, just right. just have it on their their streaming. Service. I mean, they've got so much cash on hand. They're mm-hmm. probably just like looking for things to spend it on. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got a whole bunch of money back by not spending it on Star Wars anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Netflix is spending so much money on on their original content. Yeah. So it's like they know that you know that they know people are coming there, for them. There's going to be a, a battle for you know viewership like yeah. next year. So we cared so much about this movie. We spent the last ten ten or or so minutes talking about Netflix and mm-hmm. the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. So that's the cue to do our ratings. Uh, Cameron, you want to go first on a scale of we do one to five, right? We do one to five. I ask that um, question every single time just to see if we're still paying attention. I'll give it a two and a half. Ooh, yeah. really? Oh, I, you but you went in with highest. I, I feel like maybe my expectations were a little too high, and also like it just seemed like the purpose the the reason this movie's existed was pretty weak. You know, like it, yes. it was. Yeah, do we really need to have this movie at all? I don't know. It's a clear money grab. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I went to see a matinee. I spent eleven dollars. Like I feel like I definitely got my money's worth. But I just compared to like the other big Marvel movies that have come out, like Black Panther and Infinity War, or even you know this isn't Marvel, but uh, or I'm sorry, this isn't uh, you know Disney, but even Deadpool two, like those were just on a different yeah. level of and entertainment. The first, the first Ant Man movie didn't it make two hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah, how yeah. this one's done. Uh, it, uh, first weekend it made like seventy or so. Yeah. So it, it, made, it, did more, well on, uh, it made more than the first one did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, it probably hit two hundred million, but it's still on the low I end. I think I laughed more the, in the first Ant Man movie. I think I was like surprised at how funny I thought it was, and this one it was like too cheese ball. Like I wasn't laughing at most of it. Mm. Nicole, what about you? I'm gonna give it a two point nine. Um, it had a weak story, but. I have cheese ball sense of humor. Um, I like the dumb ant puns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like Paul Rudd, and the action was fun. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of what I wanted. That's what I got. Um, yeah. Not not got a tenth of a point off for the crappy story. I am going to go just slightly higher as a three. I just think it's just kind of right there in the middle. Maybe a little bit better than. Exactly Slightly in the middle. Than average. Yeah. Um, I, 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 there's something to be said about a movie where you didn't see the sequel or didn't see the, the original and you can go in and see the sequel and it carries fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was action enough. There were some weak points to it, but it's only because I'm 
highly critical now. In the end, it it didn't totally bomb. Yeah. And and there's so many superhero movies you can go into, and you're just like, oh, you just you totally just screwed it up. Um, I think if they didn't have that last scene, we'd really be asking ourselves like, why in the hell did they have this movie? Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give it a solid three. Santa. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a three. I uh, I I mean I enjoyed it throughout. Uh, it wasn't until later when coming back and talking about it that it's like okay it had some problems but I mean I'm not sitting in the movie theater like nitpicking it while I'm watching it so mm-hmm. yeah and <laughs> it's fun to watch it'll we be, didn't have a high high expectations it'll be a great movie to have out in the background when you're doing something else yeah, yeah. it's also like one that I think kids would enjoy a lot so you know mm-hmm. oh definitely it was a definitely kid-friendly movie. You don't want your kid to watch all the Marvel movies. or all. You definitely don't want yeah, them to so watch like, Deadpool 2 or Deadpool 1 for that Or matter. even, like, the Captain America movies. Like, the first one's fine, but the second two are actually pretty Winter intense. Winter Soldier's pretty intense. Yeah, and, you know. but this one, you know, you, it's light. You know, you don't have to worry about it, you know? Mm-hmm. This movie was definitely the world's best grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, very good. It sense. had that sensibility. But I'm changing. Um, looking at the other Marvel-ish movies, is, are, are we considering Venom a Marvel movie? No, no? It's, it's it's in the it's in the Spider-Man universe that is part of the Marvel universe. So it's not necessarily in the Marvel universe; it's just in the Spider-Man universe. Is it? Which, is it the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? No, no, it's the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Is Tom Holland going to be in it? Okay, yeah, but so I mean, if he's not making a cameo, then what's the point of in, trying to include it in there? Okay, but, but is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. That's a different. That's, that's a, Miles Morales. That's an right? that's an animated uh, movie that's coming out uh, later this year. That's, uh, that's kind of. You like, should have put like an asterisk next to that listing there. Well, I feel like the, the so the Venom one is they're all co-produced with with Sony, right? This, all the Spider-Man stuff, like no, not Sony, anymore. No, no the, the only the Spider-Man uh, one is the with it's all Sony and Marvel is just like or Disney is somewhat involved, but they but so like when when Tom Holland appears in Civil War or Infinity yeah. War. Marvel's running that show, yeah, and Sony signs off on it. Yeah, but Venom, it's that's, all that's, Sony. that's all Sony. Yeah, and are they going to potentially release more Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland? But it's Sony at the drivers in the Sony's the, driver the driver's seat, and in, 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 even in Homecoming, he was they were in the driver's seat, but they were just getting input from. Marvel. Okay, so Marvel was like, "Here's how you make this movie not yeah. terrible." Yeah, so like the next movie, because uh, it felt uh, way uh, more Marvel. What's the uh, Spider-Man, uh... Secret of the Use? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming Home. Coming Home? No, not Coming Home. No, that's Homecoming. Far, uh, far From Home? No, the next far one. Far From Home. Far From Home. Uh, far From Home. Uh, yeah, that's the which, I don't know. The, I like Coming is Home. Is he going to have to ford a river with a cat in the... Yeah, I, I, yeah well, he's... He, well, Far From Home means, like, he's... Well, I get, if it takes place after Infinity War, so... I mean, yeah, because it comes out... It's going to be really far from Infinity home. War 2. So, uh, yeah, he's... He's in a different land or whatever, so I don't know what the, mm. what they what they're going with that title. He's teaming up with Doctor Strange for real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, could be. Hopefully, it's a different land, not on Earth. I don't know. I'm not well, I mean, reservations because it's all because I mean because he did get snapped while while in, on Titan, so yeah. he still I mean he could still be on Titan. Yeah, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the weird Soul it, Gem universe. Or something yeah, whenever like yeah, whenever he comes back. So I mean, well. 
it could be I don't know how they well we, we a lot of stuff is up in the air until we see what happens in the That's next we, in, yeah, yeah. the next we've got a long movie. way to go it's like they're all going to be in the episode so now. we we really other than just the build-up that's going to be Captain Marvel, which I think has almost near as high expectations of what's going to be happening to the sequel to Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. that is, to me, going to be you know the stepping stone into now getting excited about everything else that's going on in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, like what, 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 is, what is Phase 4 going to be? Yeah, yeah. And I pretty much, the way I feel like is what's going to happen in the Captain Marvel movie sets that up. I, I could be wrong, but it seems like but, uh, seems like that, that should be it. The Captain Marvel movie is going to set up how powerful Captain Marvel is to be able to defeat Thanos in Avengers Four and yeah. move on to yeah. the next the next, next phase. phase. Yeah. And then we have no idea what's going to be happening, unless you want to speculate, which well. we will do maybe at a future podcast, but not today. Yeah. So thanks for everybody coming together at the Short Short Notice. I was glad that we were able to just kind of. I was worried that this one maybe wouldn't get covered, Cameron. Um, we, you know, we weren't just all we one together one all. But yeah. We made it happen. We made it happen. We did it. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next time. We might be talking about another rock movie, or or we might be able to talk about something else altogether. I don't know. Equalizer two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one. I you gotta drag me two more. Uh take it easy everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye.